You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Evening, people. How are you doing? Welcome to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Um, my name is Matt Phillips, in case you're not aware of the voice yet, creator of One Chat Live. Um, and we are here every Tuesday recorded live on YouTube channel for Sports Therapy Association, bringing you um, fantastic guests from around the world um, who are together, hopefully trying to put a little bit of the evidence back into soft tissue therapy. This month, we've been focusing on business. So we've had some incredible um, speakers and opportunities for people um, to look at the business side of things. We know we've talked about the manual therapy side of things. We've talked about other skills you can do um, and different CPD courses. We've talked about different parts of what we do, pelvic health for male and female. We've talked about all sorts of different things. Um, but this month, it's been really looking at the, the money, the money on the table, the business side of things. So um, if you have been listening to the podcast and you've enjoyed it, then just to nag you again, do, do please take a couple of minutes to leave a rating and a review, as long as it's going to be good. Obviously, if it's not going to be good, then just ignore that advice. But yeah, if you do want to support us and help us appear higher in the search um, rankings, which is what it's all about, to help our guests' message get out there, then yeah, just that little five-star thing really makes a big difference and a few kind words as well goes a long way. If you do want to join us live, like I say, it's every Tuesday at eight o'clock in the evening. That's uh, UK times at the moment with GMT plus one because it's summer. Uh, and the advantage of joining us live, as I always say, is you can network loads. You can mix with other sports therapists and sports massage therapists. And it's not just um, for that particular discipline. You can um, there's also physios and osteos and chiros uh, join us sometimes, uh, which is nice as well. So it's kind of a multidisciplinary thing. And if you do come along, then I can bring up your name. And your message on the screen, which is always nice. A flash of your logos. For example, Nikki Mansfield has said, evening all. And what a gorgeously sunny one at that. It is absolutely divine out there. And it makes the UK such a happy place to be, isn't it? So um, thanks for joining us, Nikki. Claire Walker has also come in as well. Um, good evening all, says Claire. And hi, Claire, how are you? And Catherine Reimer is here as well. Evening, everyone. And other people are coming in as we speak. So it's a nice opportunity to come along if you have got an hour on Tuesday evenings. You're welcome to join us. Right. So before I get into tonight's guest, uh, just a huge thanks to last week's guests. Um, Gemma Oliver and Andy Hosgood were with us talking about how to optimize client experience. Um, if you're watching the if you're not watching the live YouTube stream, then you can't see what's on the screen. It's just a flash of those two. But sadly, I seem to have cut off Gemma Oliver's um, face from the nose up. Sorry about that, Gemma. Um, it was a great episode and really looked into some key areas where you might think you are helping your client, um, but you might have missed a few things out. Um, and that goes all the way from what's on your website, all the way through to the initial consultation, through to the follow up, through to contacting them again, all the ways you can look after client and keep that business um, functioning because at the end of the day i think most businesses um, who do uh, work with people will agree that optimum optimizing client experience is is very important isn't it um if you do want to listen to that then it's available as a podcast on all popular apps or you can go to the youtube channel um or also just a little reminder here if you go along to the sta.co.uk which is our website 
then you've got links to all the different places you can listen to it i.e spotify you've got a link there again you can't see this if you listen to podcasts but there's a little nice splash screen of our website there there's a link to apple Podcasts. there's a link to google Podcasts. there's a link to pocket cast if you're using android respect to using android well done for not selling us all and also you can just stay on that website on the sta.co.uk and we've got I upload all of the videos there as well for you to listen to with show notes as well, which is interesting if you're looking for links about things we've talked about and how to contact the guests and further information and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can also go to YouTube. That's the advantage of YouTube. It's got a much bigger shelf life than Facebook, as we might mention later on. Um, and on YouTube, you've got all our episodes, all 104. And obviously tonight's will be on there as well, because that's where we go out live. And also a little shout out as well to the Women in Sports Therapy podcast, which is part of the Sports Therapy Association. And those episodes are lining up nicely on there now. Actually, the fourth one out um, has just come out. It's not up on YouTube yet, but it's available on all podcast uh, apps. Uh, and that's an interview with the fantastic Dr. Claire Minchell about Claire's career um, as a woman in the industry. Um, I haven't heard it yet. It's only just come out. It's fresh off the blocks but it's bound to be if dr claire mitchell's involved it's bound to be amazing but you have got three other episodes up there which are covering everything from periods excessive blood loss deficiencies anemia women's pelvic health endometriosis menopause perimenopause um what more could you ask for it's not just for women let's stress that straight away now we've, we've spent a lot of time on the podcast emphasizing how if you're seeing women it kind of kind of useful to know about women a little bit OK, if they're walking through your door in pain. Um, so, guys, you need to do a little bit of homework as well. And these podcasts um, by um, Dr. Fiona Higgs and Deb's Thurlow Rowley are probably a great place to start um, because they just put the education across in a fantastically accessible way um, and they're well worth a listen. So there we go. That is all said and done. So that leaves nothing further to introduce tonight's guest. We've been asked to have some social media marketing um episode for for quite a while now and i'm glad to say it's finally here it's well confusing it seems to be changing all the time am i supposed to be doing a little dance in a tight dress on tiktok is that where we've got to now i'm going to ask our guest who's going to be coming up now jilly woodhouse you're listening to the sports therapy association podcast putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy Hey, Jilly, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. So thanks for joining us. Where are you in the, the UK? Is it wonderfully sunny where you are? Yes, well? I'm in sunny Ryslip and it's actually living up to its name for once. Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> it is lovely, isn't it, when the sun comes out? Um, yeah. everything's. But then again, I was saying to someone earlier today, if it was out all the time, like in California or something, it wouldn't make such a difference. I think England, especially in the sense that suddenly you can put a little T-shirt on, you can have a stroll, people are smiling. It's kind you of know, good, isn't I, it? I used to live in Greece and I never got fed up of living in an Anyway, so great. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, really looking forward to this episode. People have been asking us a lot about help. I think it's something which confuses an awful lot, particularly younger therapists or even older therapists who are being told you've got to modernize and, and get with the technology. Um, do you find it's something that holds a lot of therapists back when it comes to being successful in their business and marketing? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It um, scares the pants off a lot of people and they think, have I really got to sell my soul on social media just to get a few customers through the door? You know, it's, it, um, you know and, and they don't know what to post about and they feel very self-conscious and fearful of judgment, not only from anybody in the community watching, but also their own peers. 
So that tends to, you know, all turn into a big problem that they just can't, they don't, they feel they can't surmount easily. And so they just push it aside. Um, and, you know, it's a shame because, you know, I think it's, oh, I've built my business on that, a global business on social media. Um, it is a fantastic range of platforms that can change your business. Um, but once you understand how to use it, it's a lot easier. And, and I spend a lot of my time, I've been doing it today with clients, just removing those fear blocks and helping them to see why and how to use it efficiently and effectively. So it brings those new patients, new clients in. Um, and it, it's, it, when it's done right, it's rapid. Yeah, it must and be very free. rewarding. And it's interesting because I'm thinking, ironically, probably the people who need this information aren't that aware or happy about how to listen to a podcast, um, which is one reason why I moved to YouTube, because I think YouTube is quite a friendly place which people go to and they know quite a lot. And it's People like videos, I think. Not, um, It's amazing at a number of times. I Even at Therapy um, Expo last year in November, after oh, a load that? of presentations, I had people going, and, and and where do I listen to a podcast? And I was like, seriously? But then I realized we all live in our echo bubble. If we know about the technology and we're spending our time, everyone in this room is just totally savvy with the technology. So they don't need to know about it. You can all go away. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm hoping the people who download it, that my, my, my hope is they're in the shadows and they're a little bit nervous and they are a bit fearful, like you say. Yeah. So a lot of what you say is going to help them. It must be very rewarding, you know, to, to help somebody get over that. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. Just um, helping them to realize it's not about them. It's about those people that are struggling with whatever physical problem they've got. They've got pain. Um, and it's, it's getting to them and making it about them and not about yourself. And once you take that focus fr away from yourself, it's so much easier. I've oh, got that's good. That's loads good. of tips all around that, you know, because, I mean, the first key thing is that it feels like you're broadcasting to the entire world and everyone's watching and judging and you're saying um too many times and you mess up and all the rest of it. And then you just think, oh, I can't do this. Uh, forget it. Um, I'll just sit on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it out. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good. You're going to be editing a lot. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you think about that, you're actually only ever talking to one person, your next client on their phone. Then it becomes so much easier. Just That's pretty cool. To nice talk to one it. person. It's very powerful. And the people watching it, the person watching it will feel that. Because it's just me talking to you, one person. You, Gary. You, Claire. You, Nikki. One person. I can tell already it's going to be a powerful episode. Yeah. You speak and I can hear the room just go. It's nice. I love that idea. Yeah. We're going to have lots of that. Just, I've just got to jump in there because Gary, welcome Gary. Gary, the founder of the STA, is in the house as always. And I just want to mention, I've already made a mistake. I'm sorry, Gary. But yeah, I saw the uh, the West Women in Sports Therapy edition being announced. Appa apparently, it's not actually quite out yet. It's just being edited. 
it will go live next week which explains why it's not on youtube i thought the podcast was already out so next week is when um dr claire minchell with um dr fiona higgs and deb thurlow roley will be live or will be out for you to listen to on women in sports therapy podcast or wist as it is officially abbreviated to thanks gary for the heads up on that and evening to glenn murphy thanks for joining us live as well other people are still coming in and thanks for joining us live people so social media i remember asking you off air um were you on myspace and i saw your face go oh my god does he remember me my alternate my alternate ego but it wasn't that at all i didn't have so much glitter in my hair back then (laughs) i find that hard to believe but yeah i mean i i'm of that age where myspace was probably i remember audio galaxy as well which was a music showing thing and limewire and all that but myspace really took off didn't it it was i had to do a little research for this um it was before facebook i i I was yeah i just thought this is amazing you can you could meet people um and just chat i I was living in athens at the time freshly divorced bored kids in bed so i wasn't going out much and so i could just chat to people and find out what they were doing in their lives and i just thought how cool is this you know I, i can just talk to them and i don't have to go out with them or anything like that i just can chat to people and have a conversation and not feel yeah, yeah. stuck there by myself you can switch them off you've got the power you've got the control yeah that all disappeared eventually when people started recording each other's screens and like you could get isp addresses and it all became a bit for a while it was a lovely wasn't it? a lovely outlet like you say yeah. where it was a really nice way of meeting people and sharing music in particular then facebook yeah. came along and just defeated myspace i think i found down here i didn't realize that apparently justin timberlake bought myspace for 35 million dollars i don't think that was the most successful business venture that anyone's taken out i don't even know if it's around these days but that soon disappeared doesn't it and became facebook for a long time yeah um but we've got so many others now and it's just off the top of my head i mean i kept up with facebook and twitter instagram begrudgingly i started using um, but now it's just gone. Snapchat started to be something amongst my younger students, which I thought they were just sharing pictures themselves and then regretting it. I realise it's more than that now. And then now, of course, um, TikTok seems to be taking things by storm. And I'm finding professional people like our mutual friend, Mr. Tim Allardyce, saying TikTok's a place to be, Matt. I'm like, seriously? Really? Yeah. Is that what's all going now? But you can't be in all of them, can you? I really want to know how my first question to you will be, how do you decide what's worth going on? Right. Number one, where are your potential clients hanging out? Because depending on them and their demographic is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you like, um, I don't know, you like working with young mums, um, young families like that well you're probably not going to find them on linkedin so don't bother wasting your time over there but if you are working with a a, you know perhaps you're in a city area lots of offices a lot of professionals get yourself on linkedin um and if you are working with the younger set yeah get get onto instagram and and get onto tiktok um it's so i i think it's really important to be where your audience is and focus on that and you know two or, or, or three maximum probably enough that's interesting because it ties in quite a lot with what Gemma and Andy were saying last week in terms of find out who your perfect client is your ideal client who you'd love to spend time with and that's who you should be marketing to 
which yeah. kind of I had to stop and think about a little bit because I always grew up and probably to my disappointment thinking right I'm just going to hit everybody I'm going to get the office people on LinkedIn and the business I'm going to get the, the you know the younger generation on, on whatever it is and and but it's just it's become impossible to do that now isn't it? it's yeah. just too many outlets yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to make you choose <laughs> so I mean in my case I've focused on osteopaths but other people come to me as well um, but I've become well known in that niche mm. um but I could help any small business. But if I was out there going, hello, any small business, hello, here I am, I can help you, I would probably be shouting down a deep, dark hole for the rest of my life and the odd person would, would come along. But if you get really specific, it's so much easier because then when you're in clinic, you can listen to what they're complaining about. That's where your marketing lies. So if they're saying, oh, you know, I've got such a lot of pain in my knee now, I've had to give up golf. There there you go. Flip it around. Have you had to give up golf because of all that pain in your knee? Mm -hmm. You're going to get more people nodding. Yeah. How does he know that? Has he been listening to (laughs) this? Is he in my head? So, Mm. you know, the the more you listen to what I call perfect patient, but ideal client, um, the more you'll hear them giving you the marketing words that you need. You know, like even they might say, got a bit of a crunchy shoulder. Can you help me with that? That's, you know, it's not a technical term. (laughs) But if if you hear someone using a sort of strange phrase, don't Mm. be afraid to put that out there and say, are you suffering with that crunchy shoulder? Because other people go, yeah, it it does feel weird, you know. Clever, I like it. So you're using the vocabulary you hear in clinic to then find your audience. So rather than saying, are you suffering from an ACL rupture? Which I'm sure some people think, oh, that's what I need to do to show my technology and what I know. Yeah, don't. You need to be saying, yeah, have you got crunchy shoulders? Brilliant. Yeah, get down into their language um, so it resonates with them. Absolutely. I go crazy if I start seeing um, posts about musculoskeletal problems. Mm. Whoever says that? <laughs> mm. I think that's one of the dangers of therapists spending too much time maybe following other peers or people who they respect because it, that is the language yeah. that a lot of these therapists use. Yeah, exactly. And that's great peer-to-peer, you know, of course. Uh, but you've got the curse of knowledge now. You've forgotten what it's like not to mm. know was like to be me and that's that's where I think is my secret weapon is that I'm your girl in the street who doesn't mm. know this stuff so I say stop it with your MSK and all the rest of it <laughs> stop it with your MSK and your other yeah. acronyms we don't know what like you're it. talking about <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned I should and it's I'm glad you reminded me so you are kind of very well respected and known in the osteopath community but, um, yeah, you do see far more than that. If people look you up, it is um, Osteobiz on, where are you? Is that Instagram, Osteobiz? Or? Um, it's Jilly Woodhouse on Instagram, Osteobiz with Jilly Woodhouse on Facebook. Okay, yeah. So people will see. And even in your website as well, um, there's Osteobiz. an Osteobiz happening there as well, isn't there? Yeah. There you go. So but I don't want to, I'm putting that out there now because I don't want um, people saying, oh, it's all about Osteos. Because one of the things we were talking about as well is, Although, like you just said, you've justified it now, you know, to get your business going, you just you, you went down that road of working in particular with osteopaths. But the kind of things, the advice you're giving aren't limited, are they, by professional disciplines? Yeah. I mean, business is business, especially when you're working with people in pain. 
yeah exactly and um yeah i would i would work exactly the same with any other type of therapist it's um you know systems efficiency within clinic patient journey um and you know getting that marketing absolutely spot on so that you get you get nice and busy fantastic right so i've got some questions here as always oh look just thinking if anyone's got a question and guess who pops up becky's there already she's probably got becky carroll if you're not um familiar with becky she's definitely a person worth knowing um, but she's always got some great questions i think she prepares them before the show i think she spends time i don't know on the treadmill or something getting some hours in and, and writing in her flip chart what she's going to ask tonight but um, i'm going to go straight with becky's question if that's all right with you Julie. So Becky, thanks for joining us as always, Becky. And Becky says, would there be a bad social media presence as far as you're concerned? What does that look like to you? <sighs> Told you she's going to be trouble. Nice question, Becky. <laughs> I, um, I would say boring posts that are just text, um, no images, no videos. Um, I've, I saw one Facebook page once that just said, blog link blog link blog link it was awful i just thought oh my god yeah you need to mix it up so you know you can have things like quotes from your favorite celeb or 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 footballer or sportsman whatever um you can have tips things that you're giving out all the time to your clients and then give them give those tips out um use uh, go to canva.com and create memes which is the images with text on mm-hmm. um it's dead easy to make those mm-hmm. um it's things we have because the news feed's super super busy mm-hmm. we've got to make them stop so if it's just a bit of text no one's stopping why so, do you think people do i mean because there's quite a lot of boring stuff out there what 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 do you think makes someone do that why don't they aren't why aren't they able to stop before they post and go hold on that's a bit boring let's put a bit of color yeah in i think they they just think they need to get something out there and right. they tick the box but it's not going to bring oh. it's not going to bring any new patients or clients it's a good question becky nikki's <laughs> in the house got your back as always great question becky <laughs> um and becky has just said are you spying on me matt just with the normal software becky nothing you don't know about you could take it down if you want to but you know it's up there so it's you know don't start blaming me now and getting all kind of like personal privacy in space anyway so there we go <laughs> right so great so um that's a great question becky keep them coming people because obviously yes. you're the real therapists and i'm interested what problems you guys have had or what initiatives you've had share anything you want otherwise i have got questions down here and I will work through the list. Um, so I've kind of, yeah, I've already said, should therapists be on all social media platforms? And you've said, no, look for where the your clients are hanging out. And, and you've got to these days funnel it down. Yeah. Um, and then I think it would, might have been, I can't remember if it was Tim or Andy, because they're both great um, spokespeople and educators. But it's kind of, even if you do funnel it down, there will be this kind of reverberance, this kind of sphere will appear around them where you catch other people as well but you've got to start off with a funnel and then it will spread out with brothers and sisters and wives and husbands and that sort of stuff yeah um what about here's a good one frequency Mm. that seems to be i mean i once went down a a i think it's when i experimented with hootsuite i just went I, i think too much into what time of day you should post what days you should post on is it useful for some people to get that deep into it or what's the deal? You can get the insights from the back of your 
the um, pages now, which um, gives you a clue as to when your particular audience, because every audience will be different. So it won't be like, oh, if you're if this is your job, your people are on at nine o'clock or something like that. Um, think about perhaps the habits of your particular ideal client. Um, so you might catch your commuters on the bus, on the train, going to work, catch them then and lunchtime and after work. Um, a good time tends to be um, around about half past nine when the kids are down, dinner's done and people are flicking through their phones on the sofa. Mm -hmm. um, so experiment, look at your insights anyway, just to see what mm -hmm. if that's giving you any good clues. But think about mums at the school gate at three o'clock, you know, um, that would be an obvious time as well. Um, How easy is it to look at... Uh... If, if someone's listened to the podcast and they're like insights, what are you talking about? How do I get my insights? How easy is it to see this sort of detail with various social media? Yeah, you can go into, um, I can't think, it will be called insights mm. on your business page okay. and go and have a look at what, you know, what they'll give you graphs and everything. So it's quite easy to see. And this is across the different platforms on, yeah. on particularly on Facebook, but also on Instagram. Yeah. And this is an advantage, I guess, of having a business. There's something maybe we could move on to. There seems to be confusion as to whether you should have a page, a group, a business profile, a personal profile. Can you help us clear that up a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so you should build your business page off the back of your personal profile. You can have your personal profile as locked down as you want to because you know some people are very private and they don't want um, patients, clients seeing their dog or their kids running about. Absolutely fine. But always make sure your profile is completely filled in with your information as where you work and the link to your business page. So if you, you know, if you, if you call Bob Smith, it's less likely to work. But if someone has um, a un more unusual name, like mine's fairly unusual. Um, it's quite, I'm probably the only one pops up pretty much on Facebook. Um, and at least you can find my business page off my profile page and go and interact with me professionally, if you like. Mm -hmm. I'm easygoing. A lot of osteos made friends with me on my page and I just thought, yeah, whatever, come on in, let's have a party. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm, uh, I don't mind. But oh, no. um, some people, you know, want to keep a very distinct line and that's absolutely fine. But just make sure that if, if someone, because Facebook is a massive search engine mm. so for people, so if you find, if, the, if they hear of you and they find you on Facebook, at least they can, be, be diverted through to your business page um a facebook group um can be a really good idea as well i've got a facebook group with about 5300 osteopaths all over the world now and it's a huge thriving forum um which is amazing so um you know you can do that locally you could have some sort of local group for health for fitness or whatever how you know whatever you wanted that to be for um and encourage people to come into that it's a great way because people will see more of your posts in there than they will on your business profile business page rather okay. 
So that makes sense. And and as far as groups go, private or visible, or does that kind of depend on what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, you'll be more visible, but it takes a bit more work because um, you've got to look after it, monitor it, make sure Mm. no one's messing about. (laughs) Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. So, but it can be a great way to maybe it maybe for a focus to get people off the sofa and running mm-hmm. 5k or you know perhaps with a purpose in mind quite quite a good idea how about um you mentioned there something that reminded me of something Gemma Oliver said last week regarding put a little bit of you in there personal wise make sure that all of your marketing isn't about kind of business business now and again do you know tell them what you've been doing to show you're human yeah is that is that the advantage maybe of having a personal profile where you do show a little bit of your home life or something just carefully controlled obviously but is that advantageous or again does it depend on the individual is there a, is there a, a risk of being too much the professional and coming across as not human or yeah yeah um and um i mean i've still i wouldn't say put it on your personal profile necessarily unless you are using that a bit for business mm. um but definitely on your business page yeah be you be truly you Mm. um don't try to be something professional because it comes across as stiff and boring so definitely be you know if you like to go for a run up on the hill and as the sun's rising let's have a video of that Mm. and just talk about how it makes you feel and how it energizes you for the day share that with us because you'll inspire people to say do you know what i'm going to start getting up that's a you know especially this time of year when it's largely nice weather and you're more inclined to go and do something like that so yeah share what you do to keep fit or share how you warm up share how you cool down what do you do about injuries and all the rest of it you know how do you handle that um that's really really helpful because people don't know this stuff they don't know great advice very interesting and i guess it's like just showing you're human as well it's important because people want to come and see a human. That's what Gemma said last week. Yeah. They want to see a person. They want to see a real person. They don't Absolutely. want to see some robot. All, all you're doing is building the know, like, trust. So they need to know who you are, mm. what you do, how you can help them, where you are. They need to like you, else they're not coming. If they go, oh, that guy's weird, or that girl's a bit odd, not yeah. very, you know, they, they won't come because they're just, you're not they're not connecting with you yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so they need to like you and then they need to trust you because they're coming to exchange money for your services and they need to trust that you're going to look after them give them fantastic service and make a difference to them so no like trust can, nice. no like trust so uh, uh, i mean so, some of my clients have come to me after uh, in the last week one um said oh i, I came to a workshop you did um in 2016 and now i'm signing up with you <laughs> sometimes it takes a while wow. another guy said oh i started my business the same time you did nine years ago and i'm like what took you so long <laughs> wow you don't have to react to that yeah. but now he's ready but it but equally it can be um i was doing a live at rice lido a few years ago and my hair was blown out and i was you know it was mayhem and um and a girl I'd never heard of was was watching it and she went 
I like her. I could work with her. <laughs> and it was that quick. And she became a VIP. She said, how much? And she was wow, in. Excellent. You know, so it can be quick um, and it can take a bit longer. That's why that posting needs to be consistent and persistent. And um, you asked that before. I didn't answer it. Um, if you're not busy enough, every day post. Mm-hmm. And if you are busy enough, don't stop because otherwise you go boom, bust, boom, bust. And you go, you stop posting and then you go quiet and then you go, oh, blimey, and you start posting again and you get busy again. So keep keep two or three a week going out um, and schedule them so you save yourself a whole bunch of time because otherwise it's um, it, it's hard work trying to pa- think, come up with something once a day and mm. post it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to put a pin in one of my other questions about scheduling, different ways of scheduling, automated tweets and stuff, whatever it is. But before then, Cherry Moore. Um, I'm taking a gamble with Cherry. I'm pretty sure it's Cherry. Sorry, Cherry. It's Cherry, isn't it? I think it's Cherry. Cherry Moore says, hello. Um, do you think you need to tailor posts per platform, i.e. not just using the same post for Facebook and Instagram? Um, I think now, not so much for those two. Um Yes, it used to be. There was quite a bigger difference, but I think that they've leveled off a fair bit now as to who's there. Whilst there is a slightly younger audience on Instagram, there's still quite a few um, of my vintage and your vintage. <laughs> Talk to you, Cherry, not me. She knows I'm well but, um, Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so TikTok, for instance, and LinkedIn, no way would you put the same thing on both mm. of those because uh, they are too different so um yes if you're on linkedin then you are presenting yourself as a professional as an expert in your field and you can really demonstrate that on there and it's it's, it's a little bit more serious you can still put some humor in it and be yourself let your personality come through um, and even dial it up a little bit so you come across well and um, you can write articles on linkedin which do help to show you as an expert in your field mm. um and of course then TikTok. well i wasn't on it actually matt until the weekend when my seven-year-old step-granddaughter she's not mine <laughs> but she went can i have your phone jilly and the next thing i know seven years old oh, yeah. i've got TikTok, and she's posted two videos of her and this little dog i'm looking after dancing and she's doing all the stuff and then she goes now we need to get some likes i was like oh my Incredible, isn't it? Seven years old. Absolutely unbelievable. I know, I know. So I was in um, a Czech college recently and um, we were kind of shadowing some different lectures and things. And at the end of it, one of the younger classes, um, the, the, the teacher said, Oh, no, the, the, these young girls, I don't know, 15 years old, they wanted to do something for you and they, they want to sing a song. So I was like, Okay. And so the kind of four of us, there was people from different countries, went to watch them. And they started doing this like a TikTok style dance thing and singing. But it was this British, I don't know what type of music it was, but it was just basically pure swearing. And it was the it was just a minute of obscenities and, and hand gestures and inappropriate hand placement from these 15 year old girls. But it was just the fashion. They didn't even know what they were doing. No. So you all kind of sit there and nodded and went, yeah, that's really good. Nice. Well done. That's great. But your parents are very proud of you. With that. But um, so it can get confusing. Mm. Anyway, so Cherry, yeah, um, I hope that's answered your question. Come back if there's something else. It always annoys me that the organizational side of things for like an Instagram, you still can't have links. 
So if you're putting something on Facebook, you can have a live link and people can click on it. But Instagram, a link means nothing. It'll probably, I always worry it'll infuriate people because they'll see a link there with, and it, it's unclickable, which bugs me. So that can waste yeah. some time. Is there any way around things like that? Yes, you can, um, you can put a thing called Linktree on your uh, profile on Instagram and then you can have any numbers uh, of links on there. So you can have a link to your blog, a link to your podcast, a link to a landing page with a special offer, a link to your website, a link to your booking page. Cool. So that gets okay. around that nicely. Very nice. Okay, questions are still coming in. Let's bring up... Um, Nikki Mansfield has a question here. Nikki says, I'm seeing a huge majority of peeps in our profession interacting solely through their, our personal profiles. Maybe because Facebook for business keeps changing, getting harder to figure out how to use. Um, yeah. So have you noticed that at all? Is Facebook for business getting a bit complicated? So people um, use their personal ones instead? Not, I, I can't say that I've noticed that, no. Um, just keep posting, you know, plenty of videos and images that's going to get people's attention. Um, and um, it up. she says, could it be because people like people? Maybe there is a movement. Yeah. So you you must. Yeah, you must come across on your um, on your business page. What a lot of people do is it, where the little circle is, they bang a logo in there and then they've got a picture of the building or something. Well, who is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's behind that? I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's male or female. I don't know what they look like. I don't know if I like them or not, and I don't know anything about them. So um, change your um, change that profile picture. Um, get a nice close up of your little face, mm -hmm. and um, and change the profile cover as well. Quite often, because um, everyone gets notified you've changed it. So it's a good way to bring them back. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Scheduling. Um, I pinned that in on, on the wall. Um, again, it's going to be depends, but should be more people be using it to avoid wasting time? Yeah. And you can do that, um, on, um, Facebook and, um, in creator studio, you can schedule to go out onto both if you want, um, which does save a huge amount of time. I'm a big fan of batch working. Um, rather than, you know, oh, my God, I haven't put a post out today. I've got to try and quickly do something, get it out there. And it's sort of a bit of a panic and a bit of a rush and perhaps not very well thought through. Mm -hmm. um, but equally, if you're doing something and you just think, oh, that would be a great video, then take it. Yeah, get it get it down onto your phone. Um, but you can schedule onto both. And um, quite a few of my clients do that, the diligent ones. And they'll they'll say, you know, they're treating and it's, you know, then they'll go, oh, pop. There's that pop. Another one, pop. It's like little mushrooms <laughs> popping up on their social media and they've sort of forgotten what's coming, you know. So um, that's a great way to keep that presence there. Um, and um, you won't annoy people by, um, you know, by posting often. Because it well, only, the posts only get shown to now it's probably less than five percent of your page followers yeah so, um you know hopefully a different different five percent will see one post or more well, i was going to say that because on facebook it is such a small 
section of your especially if you've built up your facebook and you've got kind of like i don't know most people have got like over a thousand friends on facebook especially it's kind of a business orientated because you just say yes to everyone um which another thing can cause problems but generally you say yes to everyone but yeah you get such a small you think you're sending out to all of them and it's probably uh, such a small percentage of seeing it but you yeah. can't control who's seeing it can you no no so um that's why you need it. a lot of videos lives are the best thing you can do notify a lot of people yeah and, and quite yeah. often people will come back afterwards because they can see, see the notification and you've already gone but they'll be curious to know what you went live to talk about so they're, mm. they're more likely to come and have a look um so have yeah. you got any preference of lives again i suppose it's you've already said it depends on where your audience are going to be but live on facebook versus instagram you need to have done the homework previously and see yeah do, you know, i mean do both play. mix it up mm. um because you'll have you will have some um same audience but you'll also have some different audience where people say oh i'm only on instagram not on facebook mm. but i well, was some say, people go on mm -hmm. no sorry no, no i interrupted well, I was just going to say, I would always be on Facebook, though. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, some people are starting to say, oh, it's not working anymore. It's going downhill. It's getting quieter. I don't agree. Um, because, don't tell the others, communities on Facebook are magic. That's where you're, that's networking on speed, basically. The communities that you have around you in Facebook groups tens of thousands of people all sitting there waiting to hear from you do go on you've started now you've opened up pandora's box so how can people <laughs> make the more use of this so uh, join local groups right. be very respectful of the admin join us yourself not as your okay. page because who you know abc sports therapist or whatever yeah. who's that no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. especially as it's a picture of a, a logo you know? yeah 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 so, yeah get rid of that but um join us yourself because people buy people mm -hmm. um and um mooch about in there see what people are talking about if you can be helpful be helpful even if someone says oh you know i need an electrician can anyone recommend someone well if you've got a mate who's an electrician recommend them you know what goes around comes around um so but this is marketing by being part of other communities and yeah. getting to know people. So not necessarily, yeah, just selling your services everywhere. It's just getting to know other people and mm -hmm. waiting for. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And um, so you could never reach that many people by walking around your community and mm. going to the odd networking event. Could never meet that many people. So. Very interesting. Um, sorry, Kerry. I had a 50-50 chance, didn't I? I got all yeah. Italian on you. I thought it might be cherry. Sorry, Kerry, it's Kerry. Sorry, my apologies. Um, Becky Carroll's brought up a good point, and I worry about this a lot. I think it's probably because I've been using social media for so long and I've sent out so many posts, and, and yeah, I worry that people just get sick of seeing me all the time on there. Um, and Becky kind of reminds me that this is probably the case. Becky says, I found myself unfollowing businesses like Matt of late who clog up my newsfeed. I guess posting too frequently can have the opposite of the desired effect also. She didn't say like Matt, just in case she's in the podcast, but that's what she meant in between the lines. But yeah, is there a danger of posting too much? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. Um, because Facebook are only going to show your posts to a, around 5% of your followers, 
it's um, unless that page has only got you know <laughs> ten followers, mm. um, you're not likely to see. So if you the more if you interact with a page and comment on things, then mm. the algorithm goes, oh, they're interested in that page. So they're going to show you more of those posts. Mm. So. Okay. Um, I think it's up to the audience, isn't it, to kind of because looking at the other side of things, therapists getting their own feed clogged up and seeing too much of the same thing, then that's where you've got to play around with your favorites, haven't you, and Facebook and notification settings and put kind of your top 30 in place because you can control what you see to a certain extent using that. Yeah, and you can you can select see all from us from a certain page Mm. or or not. so it depends if you know if you're super interested in what someone's posting out there, then you can choose to see all of their posts. Um, but yeah. Okay. Right. What else? I've got my list. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. Let's move on to a little bit because this is this is going a bit old school. But are websites now irrelevant? Then should people still have websites? And if so, who and which? Yes, um, because when people are searching on Google in the middle of three bob at three o'clock in the morning i worry about bob he's he's in agony and he's looking for a solution on his phone he's already kicked the dog he's fallen out with his wife and he shouted at the kids because he's in so much pain and he's looking for an answer mm. we need him to land on your website and right. um he needs to be able to find an answer there to his problem um so and he needs to be able to book in as well while he's there and you've got about three seconds to hang on to him so <laughs> So, so your website needs to be um, focused. It's your shop window, basically. It's like when you look through a window on the high street, you're having a look. Oh, are they my kind of clothes or are they sort of grandma's kind of clothes? In which case, I'm not going in there. Um, You're looking in. So what are people seeing when they look in? Are they getting an idea of what you do, who you help? Um, And so it's about... The person looking in it's not really about you it's it, it, it's drawing them in through the door of your shop if you like to come in and find have a look at more look at your different pages so um, you're suggesting that predominantly audience are going to be sports therapists or sports massage therapists that there should be a website there for that so people can book in find yeah. you um and is that got to be a time-consuming thing? There seems to be many alternatives to the kind of old-fashioned traditional WordPress and that. You haven't got to build your website from scratch anymore. You can use a lot of these pre-populated websites. Is it quite easy to do if everyone's got to have one? Um, it's relatively easy, yeah. Um, but I must say, if you want to get found on Google, WordPress is still the best one. Okay. So it's a little bit harder to um, to learn how to do it, but there's plenty of videos to show you how to do it. Or you can get you can get people to make them for... Re- very reasonable cost you don't have to have a five thousand pound website at mm. all um but you do need to um you, you can't put plugins so easily on the likes of wix and squarespace mm. so yeah you can you can create them very quickly but they're not as google friendly generally so if there's a fair bit of competition in the area yours might not get found as well as someone else who's got wordpress WordPress still the place to go then if you're trying to grow your business and yeah yeah interesting yeah I would agree with that um what about I mean you mentioned there you can get someone to do it for you I'm interested in that when it comes to certain businesses seem to reach a point where they're spending 
time sorting out their marketing and media and websites and they're wasting money. I think we mentioned it in the last few episodes, you've got to work out what your hour's worth and figure out how much time you're playing around on social media. Mm. And then you might realize, I think Tim again said, when you look at it on paper, you realize you're actually spending more by doing it yourself, oh, probably yeah. doing a bad job than what you would by paying somebody to look after it on a monthly kind of wage. Yeah. Can it be cheaper than people expect getting somebody to look after the marketing side of things on social media? Um, well, or marketing on social media, mm. um, it can be. You probably want a, a half decent uh, virtual assistant or somebody like that to schedule stuff for you. Mm. Um, I would still say be careful that you're not going to some sort of agency that just plonk out generic stuff that doesn't okay. do anything. Mm-hmm. That people just spin right past and so you're paying them money, you're putting it out there and you're going, well, where are the clients? Why Why is this not happening? Mm-hmm. Because it's boring, because it's generic, because it lacks any kind of personality or character or enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You know? So we're always the best, um, the best marketers for ourselves, again, because people buy people. You know, okay. I'm certainly Marmite. most of us most of us are you know so if we're out there i'm sure that you know i probably irritate a lot of people (laughs) i find that hard to believe so maybe not getting someone else to do your marketing but definitely investing in a course or something getting your own knowledge and confidence up yeah and then being able to do it yourself and take less time doing it rather than trying to work it out yourself i think yeah i think that can be worth doing um so that you're you're constantly putting fresh stuff out there that includes you. Or if you've got a team that focuses on different members of the team to make sure everybody gets busy, mm-hmm. that can be okay. an issue where you know, the, the clinic owner or the business owner is the one that's well known and and the other sort of perhaps part-time staff members are not, not very busy. Um, mm-hmm. So once, once they get focused on and we get some content out for them, that can raise their bookings and improve things that way. So, yeah. Okay. Claire's come uh, with a question based on what you were talking about with regards to the website. Claire Walker said, just bringing your question up on the screen, Claire, is a booking system on website or Clinico or similar booking system better? Um, So, yeah, in your experience, having a booking system on your website or using kind of third-party application like Clinico or Sports Injury Fix or something where they can book in through them? Yes. Yes. Um, so, um, yes, I know sports injury fix. Um, um, but Clinico is my personal favorite because I bolt stuff into it and make it a whole practice development toolkit, really. Um, mm. uh, yeah. So you just need a, t- a book now button top right mm. because that's where our eyes go, mm. apparently, cross and then down. Um, so top right is the optimal space to put a book now button and it's nice and bright clear on every single page so because they could come in and land on a blog post Mm. then because you put it on facebook or they did a search and your blog post came up um so wherever they land on your website they need to have a book now button and capture them while they're there and and they read read something and go oh my goodness this is great. This is what I want. And we need to get them booked in, especially if it's Bob at three in the morning. There you go. Oh, Bob. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, great. Um, follow up with another question if you want, Claire, if you've got some more information about that, booking um, systems on websites. And Nikki's come in here with a question. Um, Nikki says, the best responses I get from my posts and newsletters are the peeps that tell me that reading them is just like having me in the room with them. Same sarcasm, humour, irreverence, etc. Exactly. <laughs> Again, it's personal, isn't it? Yeah. Just being yourself, you. Nikki. Exactly. So, yeah. Just being yourself, not trying to be some, you know, posh professional or something, but just being real. Um, absolutely. Because, yeah, if people like that, um, which a lot of us do, um, they're just going to love it. And I've had the same said about me when people have met me. They've said, oh, my God, you're just like your blogs. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Then that means yeah. your marketing has worked. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I write like I think. Mm. So, That's what um, Andy Hosgood was talking about last week about client expectation. When they come into the clinic, they already know what they're going to find through your marketing rather than coming in and suddenly thinking, well, you're not, you don't sound like the person who was in guy. the Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. It's nice that you great professionals all kind of join and come together and you're giving the same message. It's almost as if you're all talking common sense and that this is what we've got to do. Funny that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> funny that, isn't it, when the, the truth actually coincides. Um, um, not a posh professional, she says. <laughs> definitely not a posh professional. I like her already. <laughs> okay, I had one other question which was sent to me um about blogs writing blogs you kind of mentioned for linkedin which i think is really interesting you can write articles on linkedin i never put articles in on linkedin i should do yeah. some of them but um great, well, great elevating know. your status that is and your expertise and i guess how do you decide what about getting how do you monitor things like that i mean my final question for you is is there ways of checking whether the time you're putting in and the money maybe you're putting in is actually worth it how do you measure it um, I'm not huge at doing that, to be honest, <laughs> uh -huh. but I know that the more that I put articles out, the more that I put videos out, the more that I give information and tips and things that I'm hearing, mm -hmm. you know, do I have to do that Facebook stuff? Someone said to me this week, oh, mm. I'm going to do a video. Yes, you do have to do that Facebook stuff <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you want more people mm. in your, in your clinic. Um, so I don't I don't particularly monitor all that because I'm that bores me. All I know is people keep coming towards me okay. from those activities. Um, and, you know, I, I've had so many clients to come to me that were doing little or nothing. Mm -hmm. And then like, oh, I've got not enough patience. I don't know what to do. Um, and once I sort of train them up on my ways of doing social media, um, I spoke to a guy earlier. He he was in a right old mess when he came to me. Hardly any patients at all. He's really struggling. Mm. And now he's like, I've had to take on another person because I'm absolutely booked out. Right. Um, and he said, I've dipped on my social media a bit. And I said, crank it back up because you need to keep this new girl busy. <laughs> Let's focus on her now and get her booked up because she's about to start in about 10 days. So I was like, quick, get out there. Loads of stuff about her and links to book her in and off we go so what without commenting directly about what he did to get better but are there kind of the top three things which you think turn things around when people come to you and their their business isn't as profitable or busy as they want what are the top three things with regards to social media that they should be doing and they're not um actually posting <laughs> 
-hmm. <laughs> don't get it perfect get it done get it okay. out there nice. um talking to just one person and video what do you mean by talking to just one person again oh just remembering that you're only ever talking to okay, your next yeah, like client one person in the singular mm -hmm. so um you know those people who feel like they're broadcasting you know the um the celebs on Instagram. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Well, I'm not everyone. Can you please talk to me in the singular? That's very I'm good. just Jilly on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, one of the best uh, girls is um, for doing this is a, an Aussie um, lady who, work, who does fitness stuff for over 40s. Okay. And she's like, okay, 10 more seconds. Come on, my friend. We're nearly there. Five, four. And She's my friend. Clever. She's Talk talking to, one to person. me. Like She's it. not saying, come on, everybody. Mm. You know, so really talk to your next client is the most powerful thing you can do. And eyeball them in the camera. Those who listen to podcasts, you can't see the kind of Robert De Niro oh, in the circle, two yeah. fingers, one finger thing that's going on. It's quite menacing, yeah. but it makes you stop and listen. Yeah, yeah, only talking to your next customer. Brilliant. And sorry, yeah. the third one, I cut you short when you said number two. What did you say? Number uh, three? What did I say? Uh, don't get it perfect, get it done. Yeah. Get it out there. Because a lot okay. of people procrastinate about it. You know, oh, that video wasn't good enough. I started mm -hmm. in the middle or something. Just get it out there. Because, um, again, you're just being you, just being real. Okay, amazing. Um, if people want to learn more from you, what have you got? Um, you've got a something. I mean, Tim was mentioning that he thinks there's going to be a little bit more of a, a recession coming back. And mm -hmm. he told us, you know, this is why, and he explained it. And you are doing a course, aren't you, on how to be prepared for it. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, I, I just uh, started putting out a 90-day um, recession-proof program, basically. So um, I'll look at all the systems you've got in place. I make sure that's all as efficient as it can be. I like systems to talk to each other, so you haven't got bits of paper like me, <laughs> notes here and there. But it's all really efficient and time-saving. Um, get that marketing sorted um, and make sure the pricing and the model, the way you operate is correct as well so that you're maximizing your profits. Because what can happen is with rising costs and not putting up fees or not looking at how that's structured, those profits get squeezed. Um, mm. And and if we go deeper into a, a recession, it'd be really difficult to increase your prices then. Mm -hmm. So, um better to do it now okay so it's a 90-day how do people connect with this is online is it through um yes i've sent you a link yeah matt um make sure that a... goes into the show notes i might actually be able to paste it no i'll put it in the link notes but if people go to um jilly woodhouse which is g-i-l-l-y woodhouse um dot simplero.com s-i-m-p-l-e-r-o.com um, that's the beginning of the link, but um, on the website, um, you may find it from there. But I'll make sure the links go in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're going to say, so it's, what does it involve? It's meeting up with you. Yep. And you're analyzing um, their business. Yeah. And I've got a team that um, we like Clinico very much and because we can bolt stuff into it and make it super efficient. Um, 
and um, I've got a team behind me that are um, all osteos or from osteo families. So mm. they kind of completely get all of this sort of manual therapy mm. world and um, they set things up for, for the technophobes because a lot of people are brilliant with their hands and they've got all these skills, but they hate doing the, the techie stuff. So um, they do it all and train people up on that. Um, and then I'll put them through the paces with social media as well and teach them all the strategies um, that I've touched on tonight. And then, um, yeah, make sure it's all working properly. The fees are right. I, I'm a bit of an ideas fan and always looking at what else could they do? Mm -hmm. What else could they offer? You know, because everyone's got different different skill sets and different bolt-ons. They've learned to do extra things perhaps like taping or something, or what could we put together, some sort of program or something that gives people an end result. Um, so I always look at what could we come up with for that extra ideas for different revenue streams. Brilliant. Sounds intriguing. And we, I think we, so many times in the last, um, in the last episodes we've had to do with focus on business, the, the, the importance of having someone else look at your business through a fresh pair of eyes, especially if they're a specialist who work with all sorts of different therapists is amazing because they can stand yeah. back and take a look or even just ask the right questions so that you have a think and go, actually, I know what I should be doing now just by opening that up conversation up. So. Yeah. Great stuff. Sounds very exciting. We'll make sure all of those links go into the show notes. If people want to follow you and what you do, where's the best place um, to um, follow you? Facebook, I'm Osteobiz with Jilly Woodhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, I'm Jilly Woodhouse. LinkedIn, I'm Jilly Woodhouse. I'm even Jilly Woodhouse on Twitter. You're not using that so much these days. Um, and also now we've heard you're you're also on um i'm on tiktok yeah tiktok as well so look up uh <laughs> yeah, julie woodhouse tiktok and get those latest moves with with yeah with what was the name of your dog, the dancing dog? dog yeah, yeah yeah cherry the dog and mm -hmm. uh my my granddaughter who's um an effervescent seven-year-old <laughs> beautiful that's a winning combination brilliant not too personal sharing but it's good it shows you human amazing thank you so much um jilly for your time um and as always people if you want the, con the conversation to continue then youtube's probably your best bet go to the comments in youtube this video youtube's great because it's owned by google and so it just shows up so it's it's very it's got big long shelf life so if any comments do appear and i need to feed something back to julie i'm happy to do that or you can just talk amongst yourselves um, on the youtube channel it's there it's it's live and it stays there forever so any questions you've got you can put in the youtube channel um thanks again people to joining us live julie i'm going to sign out these people from the live lounge now if you can hang around i'll just say thank you to you afterwards so don't click any buttons or anything that'd be great um not sure who we got next week, working with a few possibilities. So if you'd like to know, then obviously follow the UK STA. We're normally UK underscore STA on most places on social media. Um, or you can follow me as well on Run Chat Live across everything because um, no one else wanted the name Run Chat Live. Um, so, yeah, you can find me anywhere on Run Chat Live. Um, but, yeah, um, follow, like, um, and we will let you know who's going to be next week. But it's every week, Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. Um, uh, you can join us. Um, Nikki Mansfield said, thanks, Gilly. And then she waited six seconds and she said, oops, and thanks, Matt, as well. Really had it in for me tonight, Nikki. We'll be talking later on. Thank you very much for joining us. I think us. she said, thanks, Gilly, not thanks, Gilly. <laughs> she said, yeah, thanks, Gilly. Oh, my God, my name's tonight. 
Anyway, people, we will be back next week um, with another guest. Um, and to finish off our focus on business, um, we hope you've found this evening um, useful, as useful as I have. There's loads of stuff there. I can't wait to listen back to as well on the podcasts, which will come out in a couple of days. So, Jilly with a J, thank you once again. And uh, thanks for joining us live, people. We will speak to you soon. Oh, before I do go, there was just something um, as we're doing a business week, Gary, big Gary pointed out um, last evening, um, there was um, a chat on the STA pages uh, with James Davis, a financial advisor, and he spoke to STA members about pension planning, um, which was recorded. And it will be in the members port of the website later this week. So people who are members of the STA, um, that's obviously very linked to business, all about pensions and things. So keep an eye out for that if you are a member of the STA. And if you're interested in joining the STA, if you're a soft tissue therapist, doesn't matter, you haven't got to be a sports therapist or massage therapist. There's osteos, chiros, physios uh, who are members as well. Then just go to the sta.co.uk. There's a big join button there and details of what you need to do. Um, it's very cheap and very excellent. What more do you want? It's fantastic. So there we go. Thanks, people. And hopefully I'll see some of you live next week. Take care. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.